You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. This week, families across the country are going to gather together to share a Thanksgiving meal. Or are they? And if they do gather, are there going to be some awkward and potentially painful conversations? Families have always had to contend with complexity and fragility, but this year's awful election season, and I don't have a problem calling it awful, could spur a particularly difficult time for families around the holidays. Most families have differences of political opinion in their makeup, but the day after the election, we heard from a caller, Ashley, who had this to say about her family. And I voted for Clinton. I didn't even hold my nose. I was very excited to cast my vote for her. And my husband, um, he voted independent. He voted for Gary Johnson. It was not a protest vote. He genuinely did like what Gary Johnson stood for. I have a brother who voted for Trump. I don't understand why he happens to be gay. And like Pence, he has enacted such ugly policies that it feels like a cow voting for a butcher. It's so hard on families. And I just don't know how we can heal from this. You'd hear that quaver in Ashley's voice, which I think speaks to the intensity of the emotions that people are feeling, not just after the election, but of course, because the holiday is just a few days away. That idea of getting together to be thankful. What are we thankful for? How do we express that thanks at a time when many of us can't even speak to each other? What are families to do? How can they heal from this difficult election cycle? How do loved ones move on and do just that, continue to love each other? Or is it just too difficult for some family members to stay in contact? We want to hear from you. Is your family divided, politically divided, this holiday season? Are you not going to dinner with your parents or your siblings or your extended family? Or are you anticipating going and feeling anxious about the conversation or the arguments that you feel like you may face uh, when you get there? And have you thought about how you're going to tackle Thanksgiving dinner? Is this what is on your mind two days before the holiday gets here? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Tell me about what your Thanksgiving is going to look like in just two days. Joining me to talk about this subject uh, are Matt Friedman, who is the founder of Tanner Friedman PR Firm. He is an expert in crisis PR, which I think is a very relevant subject to this conversation. Also, Parisa Parsa, who is the executive director of Essential Partners. She specializes in coaching individuals and businesses about having constructive conversations about really difficult topics. Parisa and Matt, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Parisa, let's start with you uh, coaching people about this. I think, I feel like you should be ex- especially busy <laughs> right now, uh, <laughs> given the number of people who I've had conversations with who tell me about the the rift between them and their parents, them and their siblings over this election. This is different from 
uh, even 2000, uh, I can remember the, 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 the rancor of that political season, the uncertainty of the outcome at Thanksgiving, that we didn't know who was going to be president. I, that, that was materially different, even, I feel, from right now. I feel like right now um, there is a fundamental cleave, I suppose, in the, in the political uh, climate here in in the country that has bled over into uh, people's families and people's feelings about their families. How do you even begin to sort of think that through in a different and more uh, collegial, I suppose, or healing way? Yeah, well, one of the things that um, neurobiology and psychology both tell us about um, the experience of uh, a polarized time, a time when we're feeling this level of dissonance and disagreement is that we start to narrow our perception, both of ourselves and others, into a really tight box, right? So whoever has has voted differently than we have becomes um, a monolithic group that all believes uh, X thing and that all are um, endowed with a certain set of characteristics. And our own group is similarly one thing. And the invitation, I think, for especially Thanksgiving with families, where we have so many other points of relationship and connection and experience to draw on, is to really help gain a perspective that says, actually, these are three-dimensional people. These are people who I did grow up with or who did endow me with certain values that are the root of my vote. And how can we talk about those other points of connection and commonality in order to be able to explore our differences in perspective, in that larger picture, yeah. rather than having them be the whole defining picture of a person or a group. Right. Uh, put another way, I suppose what you're saying is don't talk about politics. Don't put it in a political frame. Maybe talk about the things that really matter to you and why. And and by doing that, you sort of ask uh, your family members to see you as more than a political choice in, in this particular election. Right, because by definition, the political choices are limited, right? They're, they're also human beings um, that, you know, our votes were cast for very complicated human beings, no matter who we voted for. And um, we, can, we can put a lot into that that actually doesn't belong to the, vote, the individual person who made that vote, right? So, um, so it is important to get back to the questions of, you know, how did you... What, what values led you to your vote? Um, what would you like other people to know about um, what your vote means to you? Yeah. yeah. Um, what values that are important to you were or weren't represented by the candidate you voted for? Yeah. yeah. Those kinds of things help us get to our own humanity rather than that external candidate or policy position or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Friedman, crisis PR, uh, again, super relevant right now uh, in the in the in in the conversation that we're having. Uh, I I feel like uh, that there is there is almost I feel like there is almost no way to bridge the, the, the gap that got opened in this campaign over 
Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, I really don't. I really don't see the way to to, to sort of do that. Um, what would you counsel somebody who is having a hard time with their family, having a hard time with the idea of even going to dinner uh, on Thursday? One of the things that we see now in our interpersonal relationships mirrors what we see in business relationships. Businesses that don't handle crises well, and most of them don't, make the mistake of thinking that they're an email away or a statement away from fixing everything. Just like in our interpersonal relationships, we're a text away or a Facebook post away from solving a problem, we think. And this takes real work. So if you're going to admit that there's a crisis going on in your family, you have to commit, just like a company would, to fixing the crisis and trying to get beyond it. And I think that if you go into this with the right mindset, that helps. The other thing that I think could help here in a family dynamic is what also helps in a business dynamic, and that's leadership. The tone is set at the top. So if this is a family with a matriarch and or a patriarch who can set a tone and say, let's enjoy ourselves tonight, maybe set up some ground rules, maybe uh, dictate the tone of a conversation, I think that could go a long way. And I think there's a lot to be learned from successful communication in the rest of the world and how it can work on a very micro level. <laughs> right, right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guests are Matt Friedman. He's the founder of Tanner Friedman PR Firm, an expert in crisis PR. Uh, also, uh, Parisa Parsa, the executive director of Essential Partners. She specializes in coaching individuals and businesses about having constructive conversations about really difficult Topics. We are talking about a pretty difficult topic today. What do you do in two days at the Thanksgiving dinner table if the presidential campaign, the very rancorous, angry presidential campaign, has sort of bled into your family relationships? Are you not speaking to members of your family because of the choices they made uh, in the presidential election? Are you arguing uh, incessantly with them about it? And how do you sort of come together? in two days, as we do every year, uh, to be thankful, to be thankful for them, to be thankful for other things uh, with this sort of large issue looming over everything. If you want to join the conversation, tell me what your plans are Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving. How are you planning to deal with this kind of dissonance if it exists in your world? 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page. Put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We will, we will work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Elizabeth in Lincoln Park. Elizabeth, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, so oh, hello. Oh, great. We love those. <laughs> um, so my family is extremely stubborn, so like even no amount of factual information can change their views. So even when we do talk political, which I try to avoid, it's like no amount of factual information can get past them. They still are pretty, very stubborn. 
So usually during Thanksgiving time, I've learned after a lot of experience to just avoid political <laughs> conversations because yeah. sometimes they can end up in a fight. <laughs> that's smart. That, that that, smart. That's one of the fundamentals of communication is know your audience <laughs> right. and adapt accordingly. So that's right. smart. <laughs> that is smart. And so so is your plan on Thursday, Elizabeth, to, to go to dinner and, and maybe be silent or or withdraw from the conversation? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably just not talk about politics. I'm sure it's going to come up, but yeah. uh, part of my family voted for Hillary. The other party voted for Trump, and they're both pretty stubborn. <laughs> so we're probably just going to play some card games and just yell at each other over rummy instead. Yeah, games are not a bad way of uh, sort of changing the subject or, or distracting. Yeah. Yeah. I think also what what games or other ways of interacting that are neutral or shared places of um, actual enjoyment of each other sure. um, can also help correct a balance that, you know, no one is just their vote. And that can actually start to pave the way toward a deeper conversation that can lead to understanding at a later time, or maybe a private conversation, you know, you might not want to have the whole group in conversation, but there might be an individual who particularly matters to you or who you particularly want to understand that you can pull aside for some period of time and really ask questions to aim at understanding them, not trying to persuade them. Right. And that can also be a bridge toward mending some of those rifts or checking out some of our perceptions that start to narrow our family members into um, a stereotype, which yeah. we never want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth in Lincoln Park, thank you very much uh, for your call. Let's go to Chris in Allen Park. Chris, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Stephen. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Go ahead. Oh, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Can I hear you oh, now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Oh, you can hear me. Uh -huh. um, I tend to deal with this by um, agreeing with the people that um, that I that. I'm supposed to disagree with in that, um, <laughs> I, well, the thing is, is we have more in common than we don't. And when I get, you know, I'm left-leaning, when I get somebody hard right telling me a bunch of things, half of them are true. So I tell them when the half are true that, yeah, that's right. And then they're shocked that they found, quote, a liberal who agrees with them on a few things. Wow. Yeah. And then I explain to them that just because I agree about these few basic things that are true, it's not enough to make me vote for your side because of this, this, and this. And it, it ends up an actual conversation. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a very sophisticated approach, Chris. And it, I mean, it, it, it's a respectful approach, number one. Uh, but but it also sort of, as you say, it draws the other person into an actual conversation rather than sort of a rivalry or or shouting match over over sort of crass. Uh, ideas. That's a really uh, that's a really interesting point. And th Go that ahead, is Matt. very similar to a technique that we'll use when we can in crisis PR. When a journalist um, might seem kind of hostile, we'll do a meeting instead of just issuing a statement. When there's an employee group that might be angry, we'll do a town hall discussion instead of just uh, issuing a um, uh, an email. And it, that type of dialogue, or even perceived dialogue can break down barriers and make an uncomfortable situation a lot more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about uh, Thanksgiving dinner. How will it go this year after the presidential election? And before we get to break, we're going to listen to a really appropriate song by Chris Thiel, Elephant in the Room. Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. Appropriate music to set up this segment here. I'm talking with Matt Friedman, the founder of Tanner Friedman PR firm, expert in crisis PR, and Parisa Parsa, executive director of Essential Partners. She specializes in coaching individuals and businesses about having difficult conversations, constructive conversations about difficult issues. We are talking about Thanksgiving dinner just two days away, uh, just a few weeks after one of the most contentious presidential campaigns in most of our memories. How are you going to manage that? Are you going to go and speak to relatives who you might have said awful things to or who might have said awful things to you during the, the campaign? Uh, what do you anticipate the dinner will be like? Or are you not going to dinner with your family, something that a lot of people have told me they are not doing this year because of the uh, the dissonance over over politics. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or hashtag Detroit Today on Twitter. Uh, we'll work your comments into the conversation. I have a Twitter comment uh, I want to share here. Uh, Matthew Dyer says, My family all voted the same, so politically we are fine. Now, Michigan, Michigan State, that's another matter. Uh, of course, <laughs> giving us a little levity there that football, in this state at least, sometimes matters more than politics. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Let's go to Anthony in Pontiac. Anthony, welcome Hi. to Detroit Today. Hey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, yeah, I was. my comment was uh, my Thanksgiving is going to be pretty animated because uh, – on my mother's side, uh, my grandparents were civil rights activists, and they were very heavily involved in that in the 60s. Mm -hmm. uh, and on my father's side, they are—they uh, fly the Confederate flag on all their trucks. Oh, and oh my. yeah, so it's, <laughs> uh, needless to say, I side with my grandparent, my you know, my grandparents that were involved in this uh, civil rights uh, activism, but uh, our. Thanksgiving's going to be very awkward, and so you'll have um, both. You'll have both sides uh, yes, at the table. Yes, and and 
it's funny because this is the first year that all of us are going to be together in probably 20 years. Oh, wow. And it, I don't think there's going to be – and I, it's going to be crazy. Uh, yeah, I I sort of – I I mean, I, unfortunately, I, I think you might be right. Uh, yeah, I, I, pretty... you know, my, my dad's side, they, they, they really don't have any filter either. So they – and they really don't care. So they'll say whatever they want. You know, I, I've had to walk out plenty of times, you know, it's, just, it's crazy because my, my, my sister, she, she uh, is married to an African-American man and they have two children, beautiful children. And uh, I've had to walk out because, they, you know, they just keep dropping N-bombs left and right. And it's like, are you oh, serious? Wow. Oh, so wow. it, and my grandmother doesn't stand for that. She, she'll flip out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anthony, uh, I, I really, I really feel for you. I, I, and I, I wish I could say, oh, it's all going to. It's all going to work out on Thursday, but boy, it's hard for me to imagine how that will. But thanks very much for calling and sharing that. Uh, Parisa and, and Matt, I think that gets to the, the, the sort of extreme edge of this conversation where you do have these deeply fundamental differences uh, between people who belong to the same family and have to sit and sort of talk together on Thanksgiving. I, I, you know, as I told Anthony, I guess I don't see how you, how you manage that in a, any, in a, in a reasonable way. Uh, Parisa, what would you say? Uh, What would you say to Anthony? Yeah, well, I think that when you, when you're in a situation where there is, um, speech that's demeaning of, uh, other members of the family, there's, there's not a real, solid way to um, engage in constructive conversation. So I do think that um, going back to Matt's earlier point, the the leadership matters. I think even having some kind of agreement before people are in the same house or room together um, that, you know, we're going to agree to talk to and about each other in these kinds of ways when we're together in order to have the kind of family gathering that we can all enjoy. Um, is one of the ways to go with that. Um, if that's not possible, then yeah, it sounds like Anthony, <laughs> um, you know, I think everyone has to take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, what would you, what would you say to poor Anthony? He <laughs> sounds like Anthony wants to take the high road and that's the best place to be in something like this. And he wants to stay above the fray. That's the best place to be. And while he may not make a point quite as passionately as somebody else, he can probably feel good about himself at the end of the evening. And sometimes, even in the world of PR, we have to do that. Maybe we won't have the most quotable quote, (laughs) but we can feel the best about ourselves and our values at the end of something. And sometimes that's the best place to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go to Fernando in Dearborn. Fernando, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, Yeah, so my... um my wife and I have kind of made a decision that there are plenty of great forums to make our political opinions known or to try to, you know, convince people to have our political, or at least, you know, my political view. Um, So our rule is we don't discuss politics with family because we love them too much. And uh, (laughs) that's a wonderful way to put that. uh, That's pretty much it. You know, we want to keep our relationships. So there are plenty of forums to talk about politics and families, not where it should be. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, Fernando, thanks very much uh, for calling and making that point. Uh, Parisa and Matt, I mean, I, I guess that's one, that's another way to deal with it is just not to deal with it. And, and just, as you say, sort of show leadership, set ground rules and say, well, we're going to talk about something different this time uh, at the table and, and not get into the political debate. Well, that's as long as you can get everybody together, then that makes sense. But if there's a problem getting everybody together, then those who get together playing by those rules doesn't really help because those who aren't with the group are yeah. still outside. And so you, when I talked at the beginning about having to admit that there is a crisis and doing what it takes to work through it and get past it, you, you can't avoid the issue if there's a really deep issue. Yeah. If there's not a deep issue and everybody's still willing to get together and you're trying to prevent something bad from happening, sure. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense if you can make it work in your family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also think go that, ahead, Parisa. That, I, that, that makes me, it, um, I, I understand the tack of we don't discuss politics because we love our family too much. And um, it really saddens me because um, one of the ideals I hold for family is that it's a place where we can be known and seen for who we fully are. Right, right. And our, our political positions, to the extent that they do come from deeply held values, are a part of who we are. So I, you know, I certainly make no judgments about families that have found a way to navigate things together. And I really wish for... Um, families to find a way to make those agreements about um, how we're going to characterize and talk about each other and still have a space to get curious about one another's values, one another's deepest convictions, because that's how we're seen and known fully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that is sort of odd, and it, and it, it gets to the sort of bigger picture here, which is uh, what are the family dynamics and relationships like Anyway, right that that uh, that this crisis that is sort of injected into uh, this this day and this holiday uh, has as much to do with uh, with the, the the greater context of those relationships. In other words, uh, right. if you have a family where you are able to be who you are and uh, and and be honest about that and have discussions about that, this this looks differently than if uh, you're in a family that. That that doesn't, um, and 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 I think uh, there is so much focus right now on uh, the the election and what the reactions to the election are, but but really it all it all um, it all is about much bigger much bigger things. Remember when we thought it was all going to get better? Everybody was counting down to election day <laughs> right. so that it would be over. <laughs> It'll be done. Yeah, it's not over, <laughs> right. and we, we right. just all have to deal with that in our own ways. But it really comes down to priorities, yeah, and what's important to you. And I think, you know, part of this is preparation. I mean, if you're going to get together with people who disagree with you, and it might get ugly. Think about that ahead of time and think about what it's what it's worth and think about what you'd like to say to be a part of the conversation yeah. and plan that you know, tomorrow night, not necessarily when you when you're ringing the doorbell for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, and you do that anyway. I mean, I, I also always think, you know, Thanksgiving is often a, uh, a day when you end up sort of. Uh, confronting things that 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 you have not had to confront before anyway i mean uh, there are all kinds of dramatic i guess un, unve unveilings and uh, <laughs> confessions that that get made in this 
in this context. And you do have to sort of prepare for, okay, well, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to to manage this relationship that is really difficult for me? Parisa, I heard you uh, start to speak up there before I... Yeah, well, I think one of the things that's part of that preparation is that um, we really know that when it comes to political disagreements, attempts to persuade with facts, as as an earlier caller mentioned, just are not effective. Um, Because everybody has their own set of facts that they think has helped them to, to arrive at their position. But we can get curious and try to understand each other. And understanding each other really requires letting go of the attempt to persuade. And if we want to engage in those conversations about politics on Thanksgiving, I think we have to get into that place of deep curiosity and be grounded in letting go of that ability to persuade in order to deepen the relationship just through understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got one more call here. I want to take uh, Ron in Northville. I've got about a minute left, but I wanted to get you on. Um, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I just moved to Northville from New York City, and I'm trying to get to know one of my cousins that was sort of distant. And she invited me over for lunch. And during lunch, her husband justified the Holocaust to me, and I thought he was joking. Oh my. Yeah. And then I said, you know, most of my friends are Jewish. And he said, well, that's because you're from New York, and maybe they've changed now, but what Hitler did was right at the time. Oh. And I'm invited for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I think that might be a Thanksgiving dinner invitation I might turn down. Ron. Well, that's what I'm planning to do, I think. It's yeah. unfortunate because yeah. I really wanted to get to know that part of the family. But yeah. Sometimes, as in business, there's such thing as a deal breaker. There's a deal breaker, yeah. <laughs> that right. would be one for me, yeah. All right, Ron, I'm sorry to hear about that, but I'm glad you called and uh, shared it with us. Uh, Parisa Parsa, Executive Director of Essential Partners, uh, specialty in coaching individuals and businesses through difficult conversations. Matt Friedman, founder of Tanner Friedman PR firm, expert in crisis PR. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit today. Absolutely. And happy Thanksgiving to both of you. All right. uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.